Each week on Scottish Digest, we'll tell you about a different place to visit in Scotland. We'll also tell you what you can do and see while you're there. We'll give you personal recommendations of places to eat and stay. And we'll even tell you about events and festivals that will be taking place. So join us on each episode for a wee slice of Bonnie Scotland. What's up, Rewatchers? It's Dustin here to let you know that this show may feature strong or inappropriate language, so please be mindful of who around you can hear it. After the show, please be sure to leave us a rating and review on Apple, Spotify, Good Pods, or wherever you listen. The feedback helps us out a lot. And we are now on Patreon. For $3 a month, you can get early access to episodes, as well as some exclusive features like behind-the-scenes sound bites, or maybe even some giveaways. Your support is appreciated. Also, we assume that you've at least watched the show or the episode we will be discussing. If not, just be warned that there are spoilers ahead. But really, it's your fault because these shows have been out for a while. <laughs> Enjoy. Hello and welcome to the Rewatch Recap. I'm your host, Dustin, and thanks for listening to this special release of some exclusive content direct from our Patreon. From now until January 2024, we'll be releasing samplings of our Patreon-exclusive episodes as a sort of preview while the show is on hiatus. We hope you'll consider joining the Patreon. It's just $3 a month. You'll get more off-handed content and you can quit at any time. There's no obligation. The link is in the show notes, so go check that out. Now... In this bonus episode, the Patreon chats we are featuring include two separate sets of guests from our TV Movie of the Week episodes from the spring of 2023. Go listen to those, by the way. They are a hoot and a half, and most, if not all, the movies are available on YouTube for free to watch, so do that. It's cool. First up, we have Tessa and Nicole of the Doom Generation podcast before we did the recap for the Tori Spelling movie called Mother May I Sleep with Danger. And after that is Danielle from No More Late Fees before we talked about the Melissa Joan Hart venture of Twisted Desire. <laughs> Enjoy. We stuck up on everything. Mm. But not separately. Nope, we're stuck together. You have to cut the, cut the sticker. Let's get together. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We just did parent the original Parent Trap. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh man! Oh, it did. It got I wild. I can't imagine how or why, but that one got. But it really sure wild. did. Mm-hmm. Well, all that bitch slapping, all that oh, bitch slapping got, got us. Randy. Yep. We're all like, that bitch slapping. <laughs> we should have made our own song. <laughs> all that bitch slapping bitch got slaps. me, Randy. Yeah. That's what I do. That's my that's my gimmick. I tend to like <laughs> just make up little songs when people say things randomly. I, do I don't all know the why. Time. It drives my husband insane. Mm, my like, husband's the one singing? who does it, not me. Like, I don't know, because I wrote a song for you. I wrote a song about it. I want to hear it. Here we go. go. <laughs> Musical person. Oh, my God. <laughs> um, <laughs> so, yeah, I wanted to ask you guys. I can't remember if I did ask you before, but how and why did you create Doom Generation? I think the story on that slightly changes, but it was it just from time to we time. both listen to I listen to a ton of podcasts. She listens to mostly true crime, right? Yeah, mostly. And that's like a couple and not a ton, but she's listened to a few and we got to talk in at some point. And originally it was like, oh, true crime. And then I was like, oh, I don't know. It's no. so saturated. Two girls doing true crime, like even drunk doing true crime, like been done. And then I don't know. It was like initially it was going to be a bunch of stuff. It was going to be books and TV and movies and mm -hmm toys and then like in the same era <laughs> yeah 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 same era like but it was decided... like this really wide net we were gonna be really like formatted and there was gonna be like a the scholastic book fair corner and the and it was gonna have little like segments in every episode and it was gonna be more you know researched and structured and then we did our first episode on heathers and it just went like it went as if you've ever listened to that episode mm -hmm. that was the original <laughs> that was the original one-time deal mm -hmm. cut and then we tried to do it again sober because I was like, oh, we forgot all of this yeah, stuff. Like, oh, it's, it was all out of order. It's chaotic. 
And then we tried it again and it was so boring. We listened back to 10 minutes of it and just shut it off we're and like, said, fuck no, it. We're, we're going with the it. chaotic yep. one. We're just going to say whatever we say. And then it just became that. So <laughs> yeah. now it's movies and a little bit of TV. We're, we're working on mm-hmm. more TV. We just did X-Files and we're working on 90210 next. That's the next one. Ooh, like a so, certain yeah. amount of episodes or? No, we're going with like wildest storylines. Yeah. Like okay. 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 Yeah. 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 So that the most memorable that. things, basically. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Because I mean, it's impossible. It was on for nine. Yeah. Nine it was, years. It's so long. Yeah. It was on forever. But we <clears> want to do, you know, Great Lesbian Fire of what was it, ninety four? Yes, the Great Lesbian Fire of ninety four, which led to like all kinds of nonsense. And I'm watching right now where Dylan almost killed Donna because he's back on the Heron. We got to talk about <laughs> Donna. Get, Donna getting pushed down the stairs. Oh, Donna getting yeah the Ray Pruitt saga. Kelly on cocaine. Oh God, Ray Pruitt. Yeah, <laughs> I want to. How do you talk to yes. an angel? Okay. So I need to yep. find out. Part of my research is going to be how they managed to spin that shit off in a different show called The Heights. When oh, that's Ray right. Pruitt I watched was that. An abuser. Like, I watched how it. How did they manage to like play that off? Like, yes, you want to sleep with Jamie Walters, and I did. I know he was so cute. <laughs> he was adorable. <laughs> But yeah, like I wouldn't have put up with that. But shit, speaking but of like, Tory and abusive boyfriends, it's a perfect know. fit. It feeds right into what we're going to talk about. I feel like it was nearby that era. Mm-hmm. Like she had just come off the Ray Pruitt saga when she did when she this did this. Movie. I feel like it was close. <laughs> she she's like, I want more. <laughs> Let's do a whole made-for-TV movie about the Ray Pruitt saga. Seriously. What oh God. Oh. Notes in this and Dun- didn't you have enough? Didn't you have enough? Oh, I know. Man. See, I'm telling you, she's a glutton for punishment. Like yep. she does Mm-mm-mm. this every time. It was all those daddy issues. Well, I yeah, mean, it wasn't. Those. It was her mother. Oh, I mean, true. well, her yeah, mother was like, you know, apparently like monster. The mom. It seemed like her mother like turned on her basically all of a sudden. Yeah. Like it was even worse. Like all of a sudden, dad dies. She's like, nope, you nope. are out. Right. Wow. Yeah. She had a. I remember all that drama. Some issues with her wrapping paper room and her yeah yeah we watched a little <laughs> bit of the reality show yeah. i did i watched a little bit of her reality of show that. when she had that she's i watched that like so it. notorious like sitcom yeah. she had on vh1 oh, oh i never saw that is that the one that she did with the husband of hers what was the one no it was, it was no it was a, it was a sitcom it was like oh. and um it was like a, 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 hot, a heightened like a parodied version of herself and her mom her mom was lonnie anderson oh. and um I did not yeah, see that. Yeah, she played her mom. And then her best friend, her best gay friend was, uh, oh my God, what's his name? He played like uh, Siler on Heroes, the bad guy. Um, oh, God. He's Spock. Kinko? Yeah, Zachary Quinto. Zachary Quinto, yes. yes. Oh, he's so cute. Yes, he's adorable. I love him. And I loved him in American Horror Story that mm. first season. I loved him as Spock. I that too. Spock could get that it. That too. Spock could get it. Very Siler could get it for me. That, well, yeah, that too. that too. I mean, I liked he, Heroes. Zachary I mean, he don't want it. I know he like, don't want it from us, but he can have it. <laughs> he wasn't asking. I can get. It. I can probably get that. There you right. go. Let me take that back. I have a better chance. Yes, exactly. yes. definitely have a definitely. better chance. This is the, we're barking up the wrong tree here. for sure. I am no Don Juan for any side. <laughs> uh, no, I'm not. So, well, like I we've said many times before, we're retired anyway. So yeah, we've been retired, so I can't even imagine what my flirting would look like. It would probably oh, be weird. I don't know. I don't know I've been I... on uh, sabbatical, I guess, for like eight years. So mm-hmm. it's been kind of like, uh... <laughs> yeah. <laughs> how do I start like this? The same uh... thing. Exactly. All right. I don't know. I don't know how the kids are doing it. I don't know. <laughs> I'm not apps. doing the damn apps. I'm not doing it. No, not doing it. I won't do apps, and I don't want to leave the house. So if I had to, I'd be. <laughs> I'm a shut in. So it's, just yeah, like, a... it's just gonna have to happen naturally, right? No. Like you're gonna have to fall from a window. I don't know how else. To... Instead of Meals on Wheels, can we get Mails on Wheels? Oh, I like that. Ooh, <laughs> delivery. I like that. Oh, I don't know if you guys saw like um, uh, what's that uh that that new show that's that spinoff of Sex in the City. Um, I can't remember the name of it is. Anyway, uh-uh. uh, and like um, uh, Mario uh uh. What the hell's his name? Uh, can't uh, Cantone? Uh, that sounds Mario Pantone. Correct. Can- Mario Cantone. I feel like that oh, sounds hey. correct. Uh oh. I know we had to no. kick the dog out of here. She doesn't bark, no. but she'll be all up in our business. It's a she just room. saw the neighbor coming home, and that was it. And she's like, "Oh, oh hi. no, hi. Yep. gotta greet him." <laughs> yeah, she's fine now. She, girl, chill out. Lay down. 
Girl, chill. Chill. <laughs> Sit your ass down, bitch. <laughs> well, Simmer down now. Simmer down now. Who is this lady yeah. disco? Summer? What is, Donna? What's her name? This is Donna Summer. Say her name backwards. Yeah. Summer Donna. <laughs> Say it, it really in slow. In Summer, Summer Donna. Donna. Summer Donna. <laughs> <laughs> Oh goodness! Uh, I don't know why I wrote some like stupid questions on the fly because I had like <laughs> I wrote some stuff already at work and I forgot to like send it to myself. So I went, oh crap! What did I write? Oh no! So I made up something. Here's well, here's one that's reasonable. What is the most recently released movie you've seen? Nope. Oh, <laughs> oh. nope. Uh, yeah. Oh. Wait, okay. no. The menu. Oh, you menu. saw the menu? Yeah, yeah. I think was... I want to say Nope's the most recently. Did I say anything about seeing anything else? Oh, the Christmas one. Oh, A yeah. Christmas Story Christmas. Yeah. I oh, I that. love that. I yeah, saw that. I saw yeah. That too. But like something that came out in theaters, I think the it's most, Nope. Oh, the most recent, recent one was Menu, but we watched it at home. Yeah. Because it was on HBO. Well, that still, that still counts. I mean, I mean it's, it's a new release. Yeah. yeah. The movie was weird. Something recent within the last, last year or two, you know? Yeah. 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 I was waiting for it to come out. So she watches more current stuff more often than I do. I'm like, well, I watch more horror stuff. That like too. Anything, if it's creepy, then I'm like first in line. See, I didn't know that the menu was supposed to be horror. It's like a horror comedy. It's like a weird. I don't know what you would even call that. I don't know if you would <laughs> what even call genre. It like a, yeah, it, bizarre. And it's like in courses or something. It is. It is. Yeah. It's like in courses. Like chapters. Like if, if you ever watched, um, like the original Iron Chef. <laughs> Mm-hmm. Or like the way that they talk about the food, right? Like the way that these people talk about the food, and like how sometimes like chefs are super intense, and like foodies are super intense, mm-hmm. but they make it kind of annoying. Oh, like I don't know. It's weird. It's a weird. It's a weird movie, but it's it's interesting. I mean, it'll it's it's gorgeous. Like some of the food looks really good, except for like the things that are like, oh, that's foam. I'm not eating that. Mm. I don't know what this is. Probably a plate of foam. It's pretty, <laughs> I guess. I don't know what I'm supposed to do with this. Am I supposed to snort it? I don't know what this is. Right. So sometimes like those really extra fancy things, like I guess it was kind of making fun of that or I don't know. It was weird, but it was it's worth a watch if you're if you're into that kind of thing. It's and worth a watch. I don't I don't want to do this, but I don't want to not do it and later regret it. But there are no little peaks on the part on our side that say doom generation while there are peaks on your side. So I just want to be sure that you are getting us i can because... see it um i'm just louder and i think i have my mic turned where it's going to receive it a little bit louder okay because there's um, like none on our little i can bars. see it i can see it on my side you can okay oh, it's smaller easy. it's a little more fainter but i can see it i'm guessing oh, okay. it's because we're not recording on our end so there's Maybe. nothing on our line or something yeah I'm... that might be it okay because i just didn't want to not because we did this once where we did a whole episode oh, of another yeah. show and well, didn't even think record. about it, but they forgot to hit record or they did hit record, but then accidentally unhit it or something. Or something. And we got uh, all the way to the end and she went to hit save and was like, oh, my God. No! <laughs> uh, and I was like, oh, no. So I just wanted to. I'm sorry like, if you're going to have to edit that out. But I just like better <laughs> safe than sorry. I didn't want to go an hour and be like, let's do it now before we get. That's the real. Exactly. That's the real shit right there. It right? is. Man. Real stuff. Real yeah. Especially remote shit. recording. Right. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I'm going to ask you this next question. It's okay. so stupid. <laughs> if you could turn into any household pet, what would you be and what would be your name? <laughs> Ooh. I want to be the, what is it, the whiskers cat where they're like, ding, yes. ding, 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 ding. I want to be that and my name would be. F- yeah, I would say cat too, but what do I want my name to be as a cat? That part mm. I would never thought of. My cats are named Aria and Ender, and like they all have kind of unique names. So it'd be right. something unique, like I don't know what my name would not be. a human name. I mean, Aria is a human name, but right? <laughs> <laughs> like it would be like like I don't want to be Pam the cat, like something, like <laughs> something Gloria a little more. Cat. I want to have an old lady name, Barbara. Barbara the cat, Helen the cat. <laughs> you want a human name? Yeah, right. I would have a human name. But I, either way, I want to be like spoilt. Yeah, because my cats are spoiled. So spoilt, spoiled. that seems like the like, life. Like the kind of cat that you leave your fortune to spoiled. Yeah, like that's the cat I want to be. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <clears throat> and all I'm going to do you is you must eat take your care of this cat, or die. you will receive like, no money. Right? Honestly, yes. Like if something happens to the cat, your fortune is forfeit. Yes. 
other cats. <laughs> <laughs> Something happens to the cat. Oh my god. <laughs> Unnatural, unnatural. I know, yeah, yeah an unnatural. You can't thing be like something might to happen cat. to the cat. I'm sorry, I can't help that. I know, yeah. like this cat is like 17 years old. Like I right? can't promise anything. It just dies <laughs> the next day. Just keep it on the velvet pillow. Right. Yes. Don't let it move. Give it its daily massage. <laughs> okay. And the last one I have is oh my god, favorite Care Bear. Go. <laughs> Oh, we talked about this, I think, when we did the Care Bears, and now I'm totally you blanking. You know what? It's absolutely bizarre, because my kid just asked me if I were a Care Bear, what would I be? Did you say? I was like, uh, the sleepy one, or like- Yeah, Wish Bear. Wish Bear. I love Wish Bear. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I'm quite as grumpy as Grumpy Bear. I'm not as so grumpy you'd be as Bedtime grumpy. Bear? Yeah, yeah. Bedtime wish Bear, bear and wish Bedtime Bear, bear. Yeah, yeah. That's what- that's He's always what seen, like, like, sleeping on the little moon. Yeah. Yeah, you know? he seems pretty chill, so I think that's the one I would be. Yeah, we don't want to be the leader. No, I don't want to be in charge of anything. I don't want to help. <laughs> Just tell me what to do. <laughs> I don't care. You bear. know, you're still asleep on the cloud. I'm right, like, All exactly. Right, like, y'all go. I'm going to take a nap on my little... I've always kind of had a thing for uh, Grumpy. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, of course I like Grumpy, but I just don't think I'm quite as Grumpy as Grumpy. Pretty soon we're going to be Nana Bear or whatever her name was. Grandma oh, Bear. Oh, my God. Yeah, <laughs> probably. probably. Hugs and tugs. Yes, hugs See, and tugs. See, I don't want to have to babysit, though, so I want to take my nap. I'm going to be... We'll be hugs and tugs. Day. It'll be our second childhood. <laughs> just run rampant around the... That just sounds bad. Control. Like, hugs, okay, but tugs, really? Right? Why tugs? I don't know why. That is like the opposite Just because it rhymes? Like, it's I not... Guess. That's not suitable. Oh, because mm-hmm. he was more, because one was a boy and one was a girl, right? Wasn't Hugs a girl right. and Tugs a boy? Yeah, so it's like a sugar like, and spice. I guess, but I mean, Tugs for it's more. more mas- <laughs> yeah, I mean, <laughs> hey, eventually. It's, it's a more masculine name. <laughs> it's a masculine He's going to get somebody the Care Bear stare. Ooh. Yeah, he is. I don't know. Oh, have you seen those pictures on my uh, my personal Instagram? Yes, the, the, the Care Bear porn. Remember yes. that when oh, we yes. did the Care Bear episode? That was hot. I forgot. Yeah. I showed that to you then. I forgot. Yes, you did. Drinker. I'm drinking beer. Sorry. No worries. What you drinking? Water. No, oh, okay. Boring. You're goody. You're goody goody there. I'm no, you're not boring. <laughs> That's actually good for you. I was just like, I decided last night I never drink. I don't drink hardly ever. And I was like, I'm gonna get me some beer. And so I got me some beer and I've drank a lot of it. So <laughs> I like once I have it, I have to get rid of it. So I drink it all. And then I'm like, all right, no more beer for a while. You know, then I'm done. I binge. I'm a binger. I'm really bad at that. That's that's why I don't have it <laughs> that often. Yeah, I I'm like not really good with beer. I'm a lightweight all around. Um so after like one or two drinks, I start to already get tipsy. <laughs> Yeah, I used to be that way, but I gained too much weight. I guess maybe that's why I'm not. <laughs> it looks like I'm like, but I'm like, I got this like a, a B shape, like <laughs> the you know, like the big you know gut thing going on. It's sad. I think everybody has been going through it through it since COVID and whatnot. So I know it's like we can't get our bodies back. What's up? <laughs> what the hell? So we lost it to 2020. Ugh. Oh, well. Okay, let me ask. Okay, so when did you and how did you and Jackie decide to start No More Late Fees? Um, We started last, well, gosh, it feels like it was last year. It's actually been, it's going on two years now. We started in 2021. Um, and so it was a little bit outside of like when everybody was doing it in the beginning of the pandemic. We were a little late to the game. Um but Jackie and I have been friends since high school, like 25 years now. And <laughs> yeah, it's a long time. Um, and then we used to work at Blockbuster together. So <clears throat> we've always had like this bonding of movies. And so at first we were just like talking about maybe just doing a podcast with like teen movies from that time from like the 90s. And somehow we just were able to get to a place where we're like, okay, we're going to do movies from 1995 to 2005. And we wanted to figure out how to incorporate Blockbuster. And that's how we got the name of the podcast. Um, And we were just like trying to figure out what the flow was going to be. And then it just like hit me that we should like rate our movies like 
the way that we would have like five day rentals or same day rental um, at Blockbuster. And then Jackie was like, we should do it where we're rating how we felt back then versus now, because it has been, it was like really interesting to rewatch some of the movies we hadn't seen in so many years. Mm-hmm. And that's, it just like organically happened. We yeah. just were having I mean, conversations, yeah. but it, it was fun to like each step of the way we were building something, you know? And I'm sure a lot of it was you just like a few episodes and you're like, Oh, we should add this element in. Yeah. And, yeah. And then you're like, and you go back and listen to the old ones like, wow. I have changed so much <laughs> since that first episode, it you was, know, yeah. that's so weird. Go ahead. It's, sorry. No, no. I, I was just, it's crazy because someone tweeted to us that like, that they went back to go listen to our first episode and said that like, you know, we were good back then. And I was just like, you lying now. Cause <laughs> <laughs> I cringe thinking about, you know what actually saved our first episode and spoil, spoiler alert to anyone who hasn't listened to it. Jackie and I actually ended up watching two different versions of our first movie, which was Empire Records. So like, Oh, the uncut version versus the regular version. Yeah. So Jackie watched the regular, I hadn't watched that movie enough that like if, if she had gotten the uncut version, she would have known it was uncut because she watched it a lot. I didn't. So we're talking about the movie and I was like, Oh yeah. And don't forget about that scene with blah, blah, blah. And she's like, what are you talking about? So <laughs> I think that made that first episode even funnier because it was just yeah. unhinged. Um, I can imagine like, just like, did we, what, what movie did you watch? <laughs> That's great. That'd have been great. Oh man. Or if you'd like watched, like, we're going to watch Romeo and Juliet. And then one of you watched Leonardo DiCaprio and Claire Danes. And the other one watched that one from the 60s that everybody watched in high school. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Where they had to tell, oh, we're going to see a man's butt. So, oh, 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 okay. <laughs> like, did they do that to you? Um, They, we watched the 1960s version. I don't remember much about it. Because when the other one came out we were still in high school so mm-hmm. it was in the theaters at that point yeah that was too and I, I loved that's the only way i understood romeo and juliet was when i finally saw the new one <laughs> you know and i was like oh man it makes sense now they're still using the same language and everything oh wow yeah, yeah. that i think is is my favorite baz Luhrmann movie um behind then like next would probably be moulin rouge yeah of course yeah totally I totally agree. So what, okay, speaking of these older movies, which 90s or early aughts movies, um, which one's one of your favorites that you've covered so far on the show? Ooh, that's so hard. Um, <laughs> oh, gosh. So we had, like, just from a movie perspective, um, I, I, um, I want to say that I think – like a lot of the rom-coms we've done have just been really fun to rewatch. Like we we did How to Lose a Guy in 10 Days um last year which was just a joy to rewatch. Um I'm trying to think. We actually I was a little surprised that Independence Day I I went into what rewatching that thinking it was going to be so amazing cuz I really loved watching it when it originally came out and it did not go well. (laughs) What do you mean? Like it just, what do you like? It was just toxic masculinity and it was just, there were so many silly things about it. And it just like, now we're just at a point where action movies are just, they're really good. You know, that they've gotten to a really good place and like, it was a little corny and some things didn't make a lot of sense. So we laughed a lot about that movie. Um, it made it better, but I think out of all the movies, I was the most, that was when I was mostly anticipating to enjoy. And I was surprised that I was like, whoa, this did not age the way I thought it would. So, um, that was surprising. <laughs> yeah. It's always hard. Like it's weird now. Cause like everything we grew up with, there's something wrong with it. You yeah. know, like there's you know, like, it, we're like, well, we didn't realize that was bad at the time, <laughs> or we, we just kind of accepted it. And you look back like, yeah, that's bad, but it's still don't, it's like people talking about friends and they're all their toxic masculinity and homophobia. And, and I'm like, okay, I can see what you're saying. You know, the yeah. characters are very much like not secure in their sexuality. It's very, you know, 
But at the same time, I'm like, we understand that that's who the characters are and they're based off real types of people in that time, you know, and that's how people acted. So you kind of have to kind of take that into account in a way, you know? Yeah. Which sucks, but. A hundred percent agree. Like on our show, we really do talk about, you know, some of the red flags and like why they're red flags, but not in a way where it's just like you can't ever watch the movie or can't enjoy it. Like we understand that people still enjoy these movies and there's movies where we literally will fight and say, I know this is problematic, but I don't give a damn. I love (laughs) it. I love every last thing about this problematic ass movie. Um, So it is what it is, but it is nice to kind of talk about the evolution of how far we have come. Um, I think on our show, we talk a lot about um, women's roles and which parts are just so surface. And, you know, I think we've gotten so much better with content when it co- pertains to to women. Um, so going back to that time frame, it's like, woof, that was rough. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And the types of women that were, you know, just the thin, ultra, you know, mm-hmm. model like people for the longest time were the ones getting all the big roles, you know. And the only way a woman could get an Oscar is she made herself look ugly. Supposedly yeah. ugly, you yeah. know. Uh, and you're yeah. so right. <laughs> just thought of like three movies where that happened. You're absolutely Well, that's like the only way a guy could get an Oscar is to play a gay role mm-hmm. or a historical figure or something, yeah. you know. It's like it. Like, why, why is that the only way you get, why do you want these awards that badly? Hey, I don't understand that. I've never been an awards person. Like I'll watch it and I'll, I'll root for people who I think deserve it, like actually deserve it, but I'm not like invested, you know? Yeah. And, uh, I just, I've never been a big award. I mean, it's nice to get awards, I guess, and be recognized, but it's like when they say you win an award, I'm like, no, you achieve an award. You don't win an award. So they're like, who wins? The right. winner goes to, you know, the winner is. I'm like, boy, wait, 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 this isn't a contest, you know? And it's it's, just, it's so, an award ceremony. Sorry. It's so biased, too. Like, it sucks. You know, back then it was just like, if something wasn't, they give you the idea of these awards that if something is truly just enjoyable piece of media, it's not worthy of awards. You know, like I, I look back and think about Buffy or, um, just like any sci-fi or horror, you know, you think about horror now and that we've getting, we're getting so many really good horror movies and none of those things are ever Oscar nominated. And really there's, there should be no reason for that. You know, I know. And you know what I think, and I'm glad that like you brought that up because I think this year, like Angela Bassett just won the golden globe for, uh, Wakanda forever. Correct. <laughs> And so, is she nominated for an Oscar? I can't remember. She is, yeah. Okay. And that's very a rare thing because – and I think that's wrong. It's it's just wrong because we need more people in genre, fantasy, sci-fi, all those types of – you know, th- to, to be nominated because if you think about it, okay, I'm acting in a pure straight drama to me. It's one of the easiest things to act. I've, I've acted on stage and whatnot. I'm not saying like, like you know classically trained or anything, but everybody knows like if you're a comedian, you're probably going to be a better actor because comedy is harder to pull off yeah. than drama. So when they do a drama dramatic role, I'm like that's no big deal. Everybody can do drama. <laughs> drama is like just melodramatic. You just you know, and it's when you like do significant things that's where it becomes intricate and you know um, noteworthy, but. You, you look at these people who are in these genres in fantasy and sci-fi and and you're like, they have the toughest time acting. They have to act with like creatures that aren't there right? or in, in circumstances that they would never, ever find themselves in in real life. <laughs> and they had to pretend that it's like the most dire circ. you know what I mean? Like it's and be you know, straight faced about it, you know, and not be like, oh, my gosh, if we don't put this blue thing in this red thing and the. There's things going to implode and we're, you know, whatever. I don't, I'm making up crap, but <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what I was thinking, <laughs> but you get what I'm saying? Like, it yeah. seems like it would be harder to act in those circumstances than just basic everyday type situations and then get nominated for it. It just kind of makes me mad. Yeah. I, I mean, well, Angela Bassett, first of all, like I saw Wakanda forever. I cried so much. Um, 
And I just saw it last night, actually. For the first, I, it came I on was, Disney Plus, and I was like, oh, I can watch it now. I didn't know if you had seen it or not. And I was like, if if you hadn't seen it, I would be like, maybe it's not a good time to watch it right now. Because it's so, <laughs> like, an open wound kind of situation. Like, I was bawling, you know. Um, but it is such a good, it's a good movie. There are critiques, obviously. But what I loved about it was that it didn't feel like a typical comic book movie. It didn't have all the kind of, it wasn't formula, like a formula to it. Right. Um, And that was really nice. And I feel like Angela Bassett getting this award, she deserved to get it for this movie, but she also has really deserved it for a long time. And did not get it all the other pieces of work. Like the fact that she doesn't have an Academy Award yet is ridiculous. Um, and uh, I, I just think about, again, all the pieces of media she's been in and when things are like commercial successes, that's why I was very happy that this one got nominated because I get, if we like it, apparently it's not worthy of getting an Oscar. I think about that with rom-coms. We talk about that a lot, um, that women-led movies are always categorized into a rom-com most of the time and they're looked down upon. Or quote, chick flick. Right. And the same could be done. The same could be said about like from a book perspective. And I know you Mm -hmm. definitely get this um, is that like some of the best literature I've ever read has been from the perspective of, a female viewpoint and sometimes it is fantasy and it's just kind of looked down upon or called chick lit. Like I hate the idea that there's this category that you just put chick in front of it and then automatically just makes it not viable or worthy, you know, or undesirable by most people and people who would probably like it won't go towards it because they don't want to be, I guess, pigeonholed. And you know what I mean? Like, stereotyped into what they're reading you know people are weird like that yeah it makes me think about because i love to read ya i love ya yeah. it's young adult stuff and sure it's not the most like deep things to read oftentimes there mm-hmm. are some i mean you know, i'm talking about like basic why like the fear street and you know stuff like that but then you get into stuff like the hate you give and right. that being a ya and you're like wow this is ya this is this is this doesn't seem like ya it seems like adult fiction yeah. As seen through a, a child's perspective, you know what I mean? Like a teenager's perspective. Yeah. And there's several others like that too, that get deep. I mean, you got even like, you know, stuff that was on the reading, you know, they, they won Newbery awards or they won Caldecott awards and all, you know, um, I can't remember all the awards, but you know what I'm talking about. Yeah. Uh, and, and, and they're very detailed and they're very just smart and, you know, they can have some twists and turns like you've never seen before, but people won't read them because the YA, the young adult, yeah, you know, so not smart. even new adult. They don't want to read it because they're like, oh, this is for kids. I'm like, well, it's aimed at them. But if somebody once said this, most like kid literature from middle grade to picture books up to YA, um, it's written with adults in mind yeah. because if those adults sometimes they might have to read it to the kid. And so they have to enjoy it too, you know, or they have to be able to relate to it and want to read it. So that's where people really disregard that the younger audience literature that goes for the younger audience, but it's actually written for everybody, you know? Yeah. I I just, I think that's silly. I mean, the same could be said about like animation and cartoons, you know, like why does it, it's just a different medium. It, It doesn't mean that it's, always for kids and adults are making the content. So you know that things that when you rewatch some of that stuff, it just, it went over your head when you were little and now you're like, Oh, yeah. oh I totally get it. Things from like Rugrats and Ren and Stimpy and stuff. Like, and you're yeah. like, Oh, Oh, that's what that joke. I forgot. all. Oh, that was that. I'm, you remember the joke, but then you remember you didn't get it back then. You just <laughs> thought, Oh, that's funny. <laughs> but then you hear it now. And you're Oh, that is so wrong. Why do we let our kids hear this? Kids didn't know. I know. Same thing. SpongeBob does that a lot now too. You know, it takes that kind of place. They kind of make these absurd jokes that kids wouldn't get, and adults are like, "Whoa!" <laughs> I, yeah, it's. But they kind of have to. Adults are in the room with the kids oftentimes. 
they want them it appealed to them as well get their attention you know that's why like i i um jackie's husband i started getting him to watch cora because um he saw he saw avatar the last amber i was like you haven't seen cora we need to watch it and you know a lot of people are like oh that's kid stuff i'm like it is not that show both shows are freaking amazing for like for any age really there's so many themes and really good um lessons in it i'm just like it is not a kid show i as an adult relate very much in my my everyday life to this tv show <laughs> and you know what even if it was a kid show that was a you know a stereotypical kid show and you liked it so what right. sometimes we just need a break from thinking about serious deep adult crap and just something that just you know and just being free and act, you know let our mind kind of drift back to being a kid for a minute you know and just oh this is fun bright colors yay you know <laughs> yeah i'm down for that jackie has both of us have adult coloring books. Well, she has hers on her iPad. And um, I was just telling her that because we used to read a bunch of different books in high school. And I was like, I really want to reread um, the last vampire series from Christopher Pike. I used to love those books. He's still coming out with those. Are you serious? He still has the last vampire books coming out. What? I mean... I I'm like, how long can this last vampire be the last vampire? That's crazy. I, <laughs> I don't know anything I, about the book, so. <laughs> I have to go, because like the last book I read, I thought it was the end. I guess he keeps bringing her back. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, I don't understand it either, but I mean, I've never read any. My friend um, uh, Edward loves those. He keeps, whenever I bring up like YA fiction, he's like, oh, but Christopher Pike, he brings it up a couple of times. I'm like, oh, I know, I get you. I need to get him the whole book series maybe i'll see if i do that anyway um (laughs) off topic i'm just making up a shopping list for christmas and it's only january or february now crap whoa march when this airs though so (laughs) (laughs) one more thing i wanted to ask you was are there some because i know you guys do you focus on the late 90s early 2000s in movies and whatnot but what um, if there were a movie that came out like recently within like the last five, 10 years or whatever that you would want to cover as it like, let's say, let's say one of the movies that came out recently actually came out back during your time that you could cover it on your show. What would you want to cover? Does that make sense? Yeah, <laughs> no, totally. sense? Sometimes <laughs> movies come out and I like want to talk about it. Um, or even just want to post about it on social. So I always figure out some sort of tie. I have to figure out a tie to bring it back to the 90s so that I can talk about it. Um, this guy's dad knew a guy who was on the crew for not another teen movie. Yeah. Or like it's an actor from the 90s. Like that's the only way that I'm able to talk about it. Um, I... <laughs> I'm trying to think what movies recently have I wanted to talk about. Um, I did really like this movie called Broken Hearts Gallery. It came out during the pandemic and I thought it was really cute, like a really good rom-com because, you know, I haven't felt like I just thought it was good. I liked it a lot. Um yeah, I I think that one was definitely one. And was that a documentary or was it a fictional? It was fictional. It was um, it, but it was kind of based off a real thing. I know there was a real like where people brought in things from probably, their breakups, yeah. like artifacts or whatever they called them, and it was like, oh, this was the note that he left me, or this was, you know, the pillowcase that I found with him and the girl I found in bed with him or something, you know what I mean? Something weird like that. And it was, and it's a real thing. And they had people bring in pieces of like people from that pieces of people. (laughs) (laughs) Like their memorabilia or their like memorabilia from people. Sorry. Don't bring pieces of people. Uh, (laughs) And they would, they would put them out and they would put them on display. And it actually, I think it was in New York and in LA that they did this. I'm sure. And well, that now I have to now look that up. Um, I know Selena Gomez actually produced it, which I was kind of surprised. Um, but I, I just, I really liked it. It was cute. Also, the other thing would be Lovecraft Country, which is a TV show, but I, that, that TV show floored me and it kills me that it didn't get a second season. It's so good. 
I know I haven't watched any of it. Um, I keep hearing about it, but then I found out that it was canceled. Like, should I even invest in yes. watching something that's not going to be followed through? Hundred <laughs> you know? percent. I still like I rewatch it. That's how good it is. Like, even though I know it's going to end and I'm not going to get another season, I still rewatch it. Um, I think it just does a really good job. You know, black sci-fi. And or black futurism, I I love it, and they were able it's, to. And it's also historical fiction at is, the same time. It is so like the fact that it's able to mix these things and then kind of, which is something that's been happening a lot more in horror. Where um, using, I mean, it's always been there. There has been themes of racism being horror. Um, but I feel like it's just been more relevant lately, like, you know, with Get Out. And I think there was a TV show called Them on Amazon and with Lovecraft Country. Like, it was just really cool to kind of put a spin on it um, yeah. and have like a fantasy where um, Black people have a, a way to kind of escape with yeah witchcraft and before like you were saying there were elements before in horror and same thing for queer you know people mm-hmm. as well there's like that those elements there but they didn't outright say it and now they're just like we're not being subtle here it is boom you know yeah <laughs> and they're like we're here we're queer or we're black and get used to it <laughs> yeah it does so. have some really good black queer um representation in, in the show as well which yeah. was the way that they told it was also a really good way to like talk about historical things because you know now they act like uh trans and and being gay and um drag queens like all all that all the culture of that just came out of nowhere but they were able to actually pull historical facts and kind of mix it in which was just really nice to give an homage to the past and say like no this has been happening for a long time so get over it you know? Yeah, I totally agree. And I mean, it also taught people about sundown towns or I think that's what they're called. And, you know, no one, a lot of people didn't know about that. People were erupted on Twitter. Like, oh my God, I didn't know this thing happened. And then it's like, well, at least sometimes fiction does a good thing in teaching people history, you know, and real, the truth. Yeah. Like it's, to me, it, it's crazy that I, you know, there are two Americas. There really is. Um, because, well, there's more than two, but yeah, for the basis yeah. of this, yes, there are two. <laughs> um, but it's just, it's it's insane to me how little white people know about the black experience, even though we live in the same country, and racism. It's almost like you kind of have to prove that it exists, which is insane because you're being oppressed, but then you have to prove that you're being oppressed when it's all around you. So like blatantly. Yeah. I, I totally agree. I grew (laughs) up, I'm in Mississippi. I grew up in the South, like, you know, but I just recently, let me preface this with, I just recently discovered I, or was diagnosed with autism after 40 something years, (laughs) I finally got diagnosed. So that means like a lot of things in autism, especially for me, I spot patterns in things Mm -hmm. and I spot patterns, people's behavior. And I see things a lot. And I am watching TV growing up, just being a TV fan. I got introduced to different cultures that way and different ethnicities because there weren't, we were very segregated in my town, you know, as far as everything goes. And, you know, the N word was thrown around left and right. I'm not going to lie. And when anybody in my family said it, I finally started going, don't say that. And they was like, what? I said, don't say that. And, I would just, as a little kid, I'm like, I don't like that. Don't say that. That's a bad word. Right. Right. And I would say that all the time as a kid and people are just, they always thought I was just sensitive. I'm like, no, I know what's right and what's wrong. Like you don't say these things, you know? Yeah. And, uh, and I would, you know, I grew up watching sadly the Cosby show, um, sadly because of Bill Cosby, but not the show itself. Yeah. And you know, that was one of those things where I'm like, see, black people are just like us. See, see, <laughs> like you know, I, that's what I would be growing up. And my, you know, my family, it's, well, you know, I had, I felt like I actually turned my family around a lot growing up through the year. It took a long time, but I really opened, especially my parents' minds 
to like, you know, guess, you know, just because this happens doesn't mean it affects you in any way. It's not taking away from you. It does no effect on you whatsoever, you know? Yeah, I... And so I would, I always saw that. I always saw that growing up. Like it wasn't right. There, you know, all these little, like you were saying, you know, having to be believed or having to, you know, show, Hey, yeah, it's bad. It's bad. And they did a great, I'm not saying great as in good. I mean, excellent job of keeping white people from truth for the longest time until it started, kept trickling out more and more. And especially during now that the internet is so prevalent and people can actually get, you know, the, um, the truth of history behind it and it spreads like wildfire, um, which is great. People are like, Oh my God, I didn't know this. And then all of a sudden, boom, boom, boom. Everybody's like mind blown. Didn't know this. Why weren't we taught this in schools? And like, we know why we weren't taught this in schools. Come on, think about it. You know why you weren't taught this in schools. I think the question start needs to start being for like, I was shocked that like people didn't know about sundown towns and, you know, Jackie and I drove from Florida to Austin and um, after Christmas. And so I was just like, we have to do research to find out what, cause we're going to sh- drive straight through to make sure there's places that we can stop and that it's safe. You know, it is 2023 and I still have to be very cognizant that anywhere that I, as when I get in my car and I go somewhere that, I'm aware at all times, you yeah. know, um, you have to do that as a, as a, a, as a woman, woman color, as a woman in general. Yeah. You know, and I, I just think that we're at a point now where the, the like ignorance of it all and being kind of safe in the bullhorns of not wanting to like, well, it's not my fault. Cause I didn't know there's just too much knowledge now. Like, like you said, there's mm-hmm. the internet. And so it, it comes down to like, really pushing yourself out of your comfort zone and finding the information because it exists and it's there. I'm really glad that we're having an opportunity with media and all different types that are being able to express what's going on. But unfortunately we're going through a time period where this happens. Like every time we get in this country, like really big steps forward there are these campaigns to kind of push it back. And this happened after, you know, the Civil War. There were efforts to kind of put the genie back in the bottle and not have the, the equality. Hence, why we have situations like Tulsa and Rosewood and all of these towns being burnt. And, and um, now we're kind of learning about them, going back and finding out how many there were because the newspapers were not writing those stories on purpose. So there's just so much rich history there. And I just, I always encourage people try, even if it makes you really uncomfortable, try your best to like learn because it does make us better as people. And I think it will give us one step closer from being so divided, you know? Yeah, I agree. I think that people just need to accept that they may be wrong, that they might not have learned the right history of everything. You know, they might have not only heard one side of things and maybe there is another side. They just need to be open to that because that's the problem. Yeah. People think they're too, well, this is what I learned and I know that's right. And that's all I'm going to learn, you know, and they act like, no, 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 there's more. You just didn't read the full, you know, you didn't find out everything from every angle and there's more of, more of a story to it. And you just, they just need to, you know, accept that, Hey, um, this isn't, critical race theory where we're trying to brainwash you make you feel bad that's what everybody thinks it is or at least the right does <laughs> um and i'm like no they're there's first of all nobody in a school because let's let's teach critical race theory no one has ever said that somebody came up with that term out of nowhere yeah and all it was, was hey, let's teach the actual history of things and say hey by the way Yes, black people were oppressed, especially or and still are. But, you know, back in the day, we moved them to different areas of town and gave them the crap schools and didn't give them the funding that we got. And, you know, that kind of stuff. They didn't they didn't teach that at all. 
But you have to kind of go, you know what? That makes sense. Yeah, that makes sense. That's probably what they would do. If you think about it, yeah, that's probably what they would do. And that's probably why certain situations and certain neighborhoods are the way they are. And, you know, everything, you know, and you're like, maybe if you treat people nicely, things will turn out better. <laughs> I, I, just, I, I think people are just scared of, um, of just losing. Again, it's that sense of losing something. Um, but the mm-hmm. same could be said for misogyny in so many different spaces. Yes. When you lift up the people who are all the way at the bottom of the totem pole, it has been proven time and time again. And if you look at other countries, if you start at the bottom and you work your way up, it actually is beneficial to everybody. Everybody wins when the most uh, marginalized groups are taken care of. Everybody wins. Everyone benefits. So the when you're trying to oppress a certain group, everybody just suffers through it. Like college used to be free. It is no longer free because they don't want everyone to have college. And so it's like you can't do some people get free college and some people don't. So everyone has to pay for it. And now we all suffer. You know, it's those kind of things. Mm-hmm. You know, misogyny. Men have such a hard time now with emotions and being able to have a range of being able to communicate how they're feeling because they're socialized and taught that they're not allowed to. And it just, it causes so much pain and and loneliness that we're seeing now through studies of men right now when it shouldn't be that way. But they have, you know, a lot of people don't even realize that it's because of misogyny and sexism that causes that divide in the first place and it just it's sad it makes me sad to think that you know on both ends of the spectrum we're really suffering and the people who benefit from it are just getting rich off of it and it just sucks you know i wholeheartedly agree (laughs) i i totally agree And there you have it. Thanks again for listening. And don't forget to subscribe to the Patreon. Again, it's only $3 a month. And why not shoot us a little rating and review on a Spotify or Apple or Good Pods, wherever you listen, wherever you can give a rating and review. That'd be great. We'd really greatly appreciate that. Come back again in a couple of weeks for another bonus episode. And look for us to recap The Magicians Season 2 starting in January 2024. Bye.